The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The New York Giants shocked the world with their selection, an unexpected one. Seems like yet again in back-to-back years, they picked Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle from Georgia. This is the Chris and Joe Show. I am Joe DeLeon here with Chris Flum. Presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. We are here to react to that selection of Andrew Thomas and break things down for you so you know what he is like as a prospect. We're coming to you right immediately after pick number 32 to fill you in on that as well as the best available prospects still on the board. So, Chris, like I said, I don't think either of us were really expecting Andrew Thomas. It seems like all this work we did and we put in here, we were talking and saying, it's going to be Isaiah Simmons, it's going to be Wirfs, it's going to be Wills, maybe Makai Becton. I feel like we it never dawned on us to talk about Andrew Thomas, but apparently all this time, Thomas was their number one guy, and they liked Wirfs, but Thomas just trumped everything out of all. They, they looked like they were trying to make a trade, and they were, they were going down to the final seconds there on the clock, but ended up going with Andrew Thomas and surprising us a little bit. Yeah, what, from what we heard and what the smoke signals seem to be is the Giants were trying to work a trade. Their preferred move was to trade back, amass a little bit more draft capital. We kind of heard that they were working, trying to work something out with the Carolina Panthers, as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was a little bit earlier rumor. There probably was some uh, truth to that, but turns out the trade didn't happen. So the Giants went with Andrew Thomas, and yeah, I think the reason we we kept drifting off of him is he is the safest of the top four tackles. He has the highest floor. He doesn't quite have the ceiling of the other guys, but he's played both sides. He's played well at both sides. His feet are good enough. He's got really long arms, you know, over 36 inch arms, which is kind of ridiculous. And, you know, we do know Dave Gittleman loves him some long arm guys. Yeah, he has he has a good ability in the run game. He can pass protect well, does have some things to clean up, you know, particularly against particularly fast or particularly powerful pass rushers. But he has a nice high floor. He doesn't have the ceiling of Worfs or Becton, but he's a much safer pick than those guys, which considering where the Giants are, it 
really shouldn't be that much of a surprise that they went with the safe guy. Yeah, and just taking a look at Andrew Thomas and who he is as a prospect, you talk about that arm length, he's 6'5", 313, uh, 36 and an eighth inch arms, 10 and a fourth inch hands, really just a big bodied guy as in terms of the those prototypical traits you want in an offensive tackle. He's, he's the extreme of that. Um, and unless you're talking about Mekhi Becton, he has one of the the largest dimensions for an offensive tackle at the NFL Combine. His 40 time was not really that jaw-dropping, but for a tackle, it doesn't really mean that much. 5-2-2, two, two, 21 bench reps, pretty good for long arms like that. 30.5-inch vertical, 106 inches on the broad jump, 7.583 cone, and then his short shuttle I thought was pretty good, 4-6-6. Six, six. So very technically sound guy, though. You, you talked about some of the stuff that, that he really brings to the table. He's just very technically sound, and he can step in and start right away. I think that where things kind of get a little bit mixed up here is that if you have Nate Solder as your likely and confirmed left tackle, can we assume that Andrew Thomas will just easily make that transition to right? Because that's not always the case. We at least knew with Wills or Werfs we were getting a right tackle with the Giants. But with Andrew Thomas, can you really make that prediction that he's going to just seamlessly slide on over to right tackle? Yeah, he has played right tackle before. He started as right tackle as a freshman, and he did play well then. But that was also a couple years ago, and you know the off season this year is just weird. We don't. You know, the Giants are starting their virtual off season. We don't know when and how the the players will get to work with coaches. What camp will look like? So. Do you move him over to right tackle or do you leave him at left tackle, a position that is at least more immediately familiar, that might have a little bit shorter learning curve for him, but then also ask Nate Solder to transition over to right tackle? So that question in and of itself is why I was kind of leaning towards Wills or Werfs, just because you could slot them in at right tackle right away. They don't have to unlearn or relearn any different techniques or you know basically do the mirror switch from left to right with their hands and feet that's something that the giants are going to have to figure out fortunately thomas is a he is experienced he does have good technique coming out and really he's going to need it because you know while the draft was going on i went through and looked at the giants schedule coming up and Thomas is going to go through a trial by fire. You know, the Giants are going to face a lot of good pass rushers. There are eight separate teams with double-digit sack producers and nine individual double-digit sack producers they're going to face, and a total of 354 and a half sacks last year. We're going to find out right away if Andrew Thomas is the real deal. And I think if you consider what we talked about this whole time during the offseason, the pick makes sense. We were not predicting this. We He wasn't even a guy that we really thought was in the conversation like I talked about earlier in the show. But if you consider everything that we talked about early on during – or actually not early on, recently with the issues with COVID-19 and coronavirus and the limitations that the NFL had to put down on themselves and not allowing the uh, ability to host 
prospects and go to pro days, it makes sense why they went with Andrew Thomas. You talked about him being the safer pick. He seems like the safer guy and the the cleanest guy on tape. And you don't really have to worry about him potentially not uh, you know, translating as cleanly. He doesn't have the highest ceiling out of the group, but he can step in and start the easiest out of out of the other tackles that were drafted in the first round. So if you think about it in that sense that we talked about how this year's draft is going to be a lot more based on film rather than the workouts. And he wasn't the workout warrior like Tristan Wirfs and Mekhi Becton, but he did end up having the best tape. And that was what the evaluation came down to. And Dave Gettleman even said that. He said that they're they're relying a lot more on tape than they typically are. So it ends up coming down to that. And that's why Andrew Thomas ended up becoming the guy. So round two is going to be coming around tomorrow for us to see what direction they'll be going in. Is that when they decide to go with defense and pick up some playmakers and some weapons? There's a lot of really talented guys still left on the board. Before we talk about them, we're going to take a very short commercial break. Surprisingly, there's a ton of players still left on the board for the Giants to select at 36th overall. Depending on if they trade back or up or if they stay in that spot or not, there's a lot of guys that we talked about as first-round players that we were praying that fell to the Giants. Now, Cesar Ruiz was one of those guys that we were hoping fell to the Giants. He is no longer on the board. However, there's a lot of really good options that you, you've put out here for us, Chris. Yeah, you know, when we did our consensus big board we got some uh i won't say criticisms but at least questions about how many first or first slash second round fringe first round grades we gave out i believe we wound up with uh, 35 total well now you could see why we gave out so many first round grades this is just a remarkably deep draft particularly at the offensive tackle and wide receiver positions Really, we are getting into the meat of the draft. There, There is going to be so much value available in the second and third rounds. If we say the Giants have addressed the offensive side of the ball, now, they're gonna, now they go to the defense. We've got uh, Yatura Gross-Matos out of Penn State, the defensive end. Uh, Zach Bond, linebacker slash edge out of Wisconsin. Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Jeremy Chin, safety out of uh, Southern Illinois. Also, Kyle Duggar still on the on the board. Xavier McKinney still on the board. Antoine Winfield still on the board. AJ Epinesa is still on the board. There are a bunch of really good defensive players just sitting there, and at least one of them is going to be available when the Giants pick, assuming they don't move. Also, Giants could double dip, get another offensive lineman. Lloyd Cushenberry the third is on the board. Matt Hennessy is on the board. Then we've got, again, the receivers. LaVisca Chenault is still there out of Colorado. Got Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Michael Pittman out of USC. If the Giants want to add speed, got KJ Hamler out of Penn State. And I haven't even gone over to my tab with the board open yet. That's just off the top of my head. (laughs) Oh, also, uh, T. Higgins is there out of Clemson. The Just the number of really good receivers still available is pretty impressive. Now the question is, can the Giants afford to wait on those receivers for the third round, the end of the third round, or could they move back and possibly get 
the high third round pick they are missing that they used to trade for Leonard Williams. By looking at our board, you can see even if they move back a little bit, there are going to be good players available. Yeah, and if they stay right where they are, you talked about all these defensive players, and that's really what catches my eyes. Gross Matos would fill a need as an edge rusher. I think Zach Bond is the one that we're really going to be eyeing here for a potential option for them uh, coming around the, the the bend here in the second second round. If he's still available at 36, I think the Giants would be ecstatic to, to select Zach Bond, a guy that they probably graded as a first-rounder and has positional versatility and could fit well with what the Giants need. They need a guy that has that pass rush experience, but then could use him as an off-ball outside linebacker in this new multiple 4-3 scheme that they're going to be coming up with uh, Patrick Graham. So there, there's a plenty of options for them to go with. Do they go defense in the second round, and then do they clean themselves up with taking a center like Matt Hennessy in the third, or do they go receiver? There are a lot of options for them to go here, and... Honestly, taking Andrew Thomas fills that need. It is the first time in a while that they've spent a high draft pick on an offensive lineman, and now we're in a position for the Giants to still take a really, really talented guy. This is a very deep draft class at a number of positions, and they can still go out there and take someone that is going to come in and step in and likely start and contribute at a very, very high level. Well, that's going to be it from us, folks. Thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on social media at Big Blue View, at Joe DeLeon, and at Raptor MKII. We'll be giving you yet another reaction coming to you following rounds two and three on day two.